Welcome to Views from the World Tree. On this week's show, we'll talk about urban gardening, what it is, why we should do it, and how to succeed at it. And now, on with the show. Grace Lee Boggs, an American author, philosopher, and social activist, once said, We can begin by doing small things at the local level, like planting community gardens or looking out for our neighbors. That is how change takes place in living systems, not from above, but from within, from many local actions occurring simultaneously. Yes, I see. Good news, everyone! So, um, listeners, you may have noticed that I wanted to try doing mindfulness at the beginning of the episode. Um, I also want to try significantly reducing the amount of time spent on news and updates. So with that, uh, for the news segment today, just a a quick update uh, about the show. We are expecting that Steve will be back next week, if all goes well. Um, Chelsea enjoyed her time on the show, um, but it was always going to be temporary. Her and I will most likely be launching a podcast of our own that will be will be focused around reading and book discussions. So stay tuned. Um, I will announce that when we have more information. And as of this week, it's just me. So hopefully you will not uh, find this too boring. It will be fairly short and fairly succinct. Um, just as a quick uh, weekly update, I am currently reading the book Words of Radiance, I have read 11 books this year of my goal, so a little bit behind schedule, hoping to catch up soon. Um, I have been playing the Hogwarts Legacy game that came out recently. It's been a little bit buggy, but definitely not the worst I've seen. Um, I have noticed that some of the quest lines are really well written, and others tend to be a little bit more shallow. So Um, I have about 15 hours into the game. So far, I would give it a 7 out of 10. That's pretty much it. Um, So for the main topic, which is why you're all listening, I wanted to talk a little bit about urban gardening. Um, So last week I did a rerun of our uh, episode from last spring about preparing for, you know, planting a garden and everything in the spring. The topic of gardening has been on my mind a lot. And I realized that while I may live in a more rural agricultural area, the vast majority of people in the world live in large cities, in urban environments. And I do have some experience with gardening in uh, these urban places. Um, I have lived in several large cities in my life. Um, So I have experience growing plants in everything from literally a windowsill in a tiny fifth floor apartment in New York City, uh, all the way up to large in-ground gardens, uh, in like multi-acre rural areas. Um, and it really doesn't matter where you live. If you as a human are able to survive there, you should be able to grow plants if you want. Um, you may have to supplement with artificial lighting and climate control, but if it's something that you're interested in, it's absolutely possible. So uh, with that, 
what is urban gardening? Um, urban gardening is also sometimes called urban agricultural, sorry, urban agriculture or urban farming. Um, and it's just the process of cultivating green spaces in urban settings. It's a broad term that can apply to uh, anything from herb gardens, vegetable gardens, uh, beekeeping, pretty much any farming that takes place in what is considered an urban area. So people who live in the cities who are interested in gardening may choose to grow their own food in uh, containers on their windowsills, um, on rooftops of apartment buildings, on apartment balconies, or even just indoors in the space where they live with the uh, artificial lighting and, uh, and other means. Um, some urban farmers cultivate community gardens aimed at a concept of horticultural sustainability and bringing healthy food to what are called food deserts. Uh, these are urban environments with a lack of grocery stores, um, just, you know, a lot of people really packed in tightly in some of these large apartment buildings. And so there's kind of a growing grassroots movement to transform some of the um, like vacant lots and things into shared community gardens. Um, so with that out of the way, what are some of the benefits of urban gardening, right? Why would somebody want to spend their time and effort doing this? Um, there's a couple reasons that I came up with. First of all, it improves overall health. Uh, we know that fresh foods provide essential nutrients um, and, you know, freshly grown food is always going to be better. It's going to be more organic. Uh, the act of gardening itself can also reduce health risks and actually improve mental health, just getting out in the sun and in the dirt and working in the garden is very therapeutic. Um, it's also provides a contrast from kind of the, the busyness and the pace of urban life. It can help to alleviate stress, lower blood pressure, reduce anxiety. These are all things that have been proven benefits of gardening. Um, and those are benefits that you can reap whether you live in the city or in the country. The second reason to look at urban gardening is that it provides food security. Um, like I said a second ago, there's a concept of food deserts in cities um, and sometimes fresh healthy foods can be hard to come by. Uh, community gardens can help provide food security for these areas by increasing access to fruits and vegetables. Uh, the third reason is that it reduces food rate, food waste. Um, growing and eating your own food helps cut back on food waste from packaging and other things. It also um, provides the opportunity for composting and keeping some of that food waste out of landfills and out of um, you know our, our lakes and our rivers. Um, and it just kind of reduces the overall carbon footprint of the food system in general, right? You're not buying food from a grocery store that was grown across the country or on the other side of the world and had to be transported here. You're growing the food locally. So there is no impact from the transportation, from the packaging, from the processing of it. Um, the last reason or the last benefit of urban gardening that I came up with off the top of my head is that it preserves green spaces. Um, and this kind of goes hand in hand with the community gardens that I was speaking about earlier. 
Um, there's a lot of abandoned lots or greenways that have been preserved by urban gardeners who have taken advantage of that opportunity to use the land for growing vegetables and growing, you know, edible plants and, and things like that. Um, preserving green spaces in these urban settings provides residents with access to nature, um, improves environmental health. There's, there's all kinds of benefits to it. So with the benefits of urban gardening in mind, um, there's a few different types of urban gardening because there's all different types of urban communities. People live in different, uh, you know, apartments. Some have uh, little, you know, outside community spaces. Some have private yards. Some have balconies. Some don't have any of that. Um, so there's a few different types um, of gardening that can be done in an urban environment. Uh, the first one, and the one that I think is really cool, but probably is not as prevalent is the idea of a community garden. Um, and so these are gardens, uh, just vegetable gardens that are open to the public. They are typically grown in like a vacant lot or, you know, behind an apartment building, some space that's unused and usually managed by volunteer growers or there's a lot of nonprofit groups and activists that are specifically interested in fighting food insecurity in urban areas that will kind of set up these community gardens. And um, the way that it works is whoever wants to like benefit from the garden and use the food that's grown there, uh, you're just expected to go and help with maintaining the garden. And then uh, it's divided up. Sometimes they keep track of how much time you work and that's how much you're allowed to take from the garden. It depends. Um, you would just have to look into what your specific community does. Um, they typically consist of like small raised garden beds, um, like on the ground, um, sometimes some container gardening, which we'll get into. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, the, um, the type of urban gardening where it's the most restrictive, but perhaps the most easy to do is true indoor gardening. Um, this is where you grow herbs, sprouts, microgreens, maybe like you know, so, some green onions or uh, little heads of lettuce. Uh, you just grow them in your home, in your apartment, uh, wherever that is. Uh, typically, you can grow these in small containers. You can grow them on a sunny windowsill. Sometimes you'll need to supplement with artificial light. Um, and you can you know, just make sure you look up the type of light that uh, you need, how many hours based on what you're growing. But it's completely doable. Uh, like I said, I've done this in uh, a couple places that I've lived with just growing things in like buckets or in little planters that sit on the windowsill. Um, and it is really easy. It doesn't take a lot of effort or a lot of time, but it's really cool to be able to have those fresh, uh, vegetables, even if you don't have an outdoor space that you're allotted. Um, another type of urban gardening is, uh, that's actually really popular, uh, is container gardens. 
So container gardening is a method of growing plants in containers, obviously, um, instead of planting them in the actual ground outside. So this is something that you can easily do on an apartment balcony or even indoor uh, indoors if you have a little bit of extra space, a spare bedroom, things like that. Um, it allows gardeners to have more control over conditions like the amount of light, moisture, and temperature. Um, you can grow plants in pots, in hanging baskets. Um, they're ideal containers for growing vegetables on a balcony. They make little uh, plastic planters that can attach to a balcony railing. I've used those to grow strawberries in the past and it worked pretty well. Um, so there's a lot of things that you can do there. Uh, when you are planting into containers, just choose uh, potting soil instead of compost or gardening soil. Um, it, it just makes things a lot easier. It's much, much more nutrient dense, but it's not going to burn your plants like uh, a lot of compost would. Um, so again, uh, strawberries work really well microgreens, herbs, onions. Um, you can even do small tomato plants. Um, I would stay away from things that take a lot of room, uh, like zucchini or some of those squashes, uh, again, depending on how much space you actually have. Um, the fourth type of urban gardening um, is what I'm calling vertical gardening. This is something that is really beneficial if you have a truly tiny space, you know, maybe you're in a studio apartment or um, maybe you just have a really, really limited space um, because of the number of people that are living in your home. But a vertical garden is just a generic term for a system where you can grow plants uh, vertically. So you have a, a structural support that holds the plants rather than spreading them out on a plot of land. Uh, so you can grow plants upwards along uh, existing structures like walls, or you can install some trellises and poles for support. They're designed to run up and down, um, which allows you to do more with less space. Um, a really popular way of doing the vertical gardening is to uh, either put the plants on a shelf of some kind, or you can like build a little trellis type thing in front of, if you have like a, a large picture window or a large sliding glass door where, where a lot of sunlight comes in, uh, you can put several rows of plants uh, there. And it's a nice way to actually use up that space and take advantage of all the sunlight that comes in. Um, you can also do rooftop gardening, depending again on where you live. If you're in a, an apartment building and you have access to the roof, again, it depends on what you're allowed to do, um, what the actual owner of the building will allow. But in a lot of dense urban cities, you have a lot of flat roofed apartment buildings, at least here in the United States. And so you, there's all this space up there and it's not really used very much. Um, and there's also a movement to try and install like solar on a lot of urban rooftops, which is great. I think that's something that we should do. Um, but these are also great spaces for gardening and it's essentially the same as doing a garden on like an apartment balcony or a small, you know, plot of land with raised beds. The difference is it's on top of a roof. Um, so you can do 
it, this one varies quite a bit. So you can do anything from like little ornamental plants. If you just have a small space, you can do big vegetable gardens. Uh, again, it's, it's very dependent on your actual building, what you will be able to do as far as watering and uh, what you're allowed to do. Uh, the last type of urban gardening that I wanted to just quickly mention, uh, this is something that you can get really in depth with. I'm not going to do that here, uh, but this is hydroponic gardening, which is a method for growing plants without soil. Um, so plants that are grown hydroponically don't sit in soil there, but they sit in some type of a growing medium that transfers water and a nutrient solution. So the plants don't pull in nutrients from the soil. Uh, you manually add the nutrients to the water. Typically the water is circulated by some type of a pump and the plants sit directly in the water or they sit in some type of um, non-organic growing medium to kind of give them something to, to be supported on. Um, again, hydroponics is a huge topic all on its own. If you're interested in something like that, I would recommend you uh, do some specific research there. But there is a lot of really cool stuff you can do with a lot of small spaces. And I think hydroponic gardening is probably going to become really popular in the next five to 10 years, just because we are running out of space. We are, uh, well, not space necessarily, but we're getting to the point where it's becoming difficult to grow enough food uh, for everybody in the world. And hydroponics is just a super efficient use of the space to grow plants. Um, also because everything is tightly controlled and regulated, um, you can really optimize the growing conditions for different types of vegetables. Um, if you have, you know, something like tomatoes versus other vegetables, they're going to have very different needs as far as nutrients, uh, the amount of light, uh, water, things like that. And with hydroponics, you can exactly tailor your growing conditions to the actual plants that you're growing. So I see in the next little, you know, maybe 10, 20 years, this will be the big way that we grow food uh, to feed the world is through indoor hydroponic means that don't have a lot of the environmental impact that large scale uh, monoculture agriculture does. <clears throat> all right. Um, so with that all out of the way, there is just a couple things that I wanted to offer as far as tips for urban gardening, um, things that I found helpful when I was living in an apartment or, and later in a condo. And when I was trying to grow some of my own food, um, the first thing that you need to do, or that I would recommend that you do is sit down and assess your needs. Think about what you need and what you want to get out of this garden. Um, so, and this applies whether you're starting something at home or if you're doing a community garden, you need to like literally sit down with a piece of paper and a pen, um, make a list of what you want, um, decide like what type of things you eat, what type of, um, vegetables, 
that are popular that you and your family like to eat, that your community likes to eat. Um, or, you know, if you are looking for something a little bit more chill and laid back, uh, like an herb garden instead of vegetables, again, think about what type of things you want to grow, what type of things you like. Um, you don't have to grow tomatoes just because somebody else grows tomatoes, right? You don't have to grow squash or potatoes just because that's what other people do. You, you can grow whatever you want. Um, so, and the more tailored it is to what you are looking for, the more likely it is that you'll actually still be inspired to put on, put in all of the time and effort that you need to. Uh, once you have that, the second tip would be uh, to look at your growing area. So before you decide how you're going to garden, whether that's containers or raised beds or any of the other you know, hydroponics, vertical gardens, all that stuff we talked about, um, that is highly dependent on the space where you're going to be growing this garden. So you need to look at the growing conditions of that area. You know, if it's outside on the balcony or if it's up on the roof, you need to look at how much sun that area gets, um, which direction it faces, if it's a balcony or a porch. Um, all of these things are, are very important. If it is on a balcony or a roof, you need to think about water and specifically about drainage. Uh, so, you know, so you're not dripping water all over the, uh, the apartment below you. And again, in, in tight urban environments, you want to take note of any trees, buildings, other obstructions that are going to impact the amount of sun that you have. Um, so you want to avoid planting vegetables that need bright light in areas that don't get enough and vice versa. Um, I will also say if that is a challenge that you're facing, depending on where your growing area is, you can supplement with artificial light, um, especially with the advent of LEDs becoming super common. Growing lights are very affordable um, and definitely something that you can, you can use to supplement if you don't quite get enough sunlight. Um, I've also, um, even now with my large garden area, I start my seeds actually now in February, in mid-February and use artificial lights and uh, heating mats uh, to start my seeds in my garage. So you can totally do something like that. Um, the last tip I would have, once you have um, an idea of what you're looking for from your garden and where you're going to do it, then you need to choose the method. So again, whether that is containers, hydroponics, uh, vertical gardens, whatever, uh, look at your space, look at what you want, look at how much space each of the plants requires that you're going to grow and decide what works best for you. Um, you know, look at how many square feet you have, look at what's required for the plants, decide what's going to work. Um, and again, I'll just say if you live in an apartment building or something that's like, if you're renting, if it's managed by someone else or another company, make sure you check to see what's allowed. Um, you don't want to be, you know, on the hook for a lot of uh, money if you end up causing some damage or if you end up doing something that the, the owners don't want you to do. So, 
Uh, with that, that's pretty much all I had for today. Like I said, pretty short. Um, just wanted to tailor this one a little bit more to the urban gardening because really it is important, I think, that we need to get back to more of a local supply chain. You know, I, I really do believe that people can still take advantage of that to some degree, regardless of where you live. Um, I think that is going to help all of us live much more sustainably and we're going to have a lot better future if we can try and shift our mindset um, to this kind of practice. So uh, that's it for today. Uh, next week, like I said, Steve should be back. We will be uh, talking all about different types of paganism. So Wicca, heathenry, Druidism, Neo-Paganism. So that's what we'll see you next week for. 